guys, it's Captain Cook. Welcome back to Spicy Memories, the podcast where we talk about food and stuff. I am Captain Cook. Um, I'm not going to tell you the episode number because I don't honestly remember. I think it's 14, but I'm not going to even lie to you. I don't even remember. So I am joined with a very, very special guest today, someone I have known for a very long time, a very, very long time, Simone Arena from Simply by Simone. Hello, Miss Simone. What's up, Captain Cook? I'm so happy to be here on Spicy Memories. Spicy Memories, the best name for a podcast in the world. Absolutely, hands down. Like, people first heard it, they're like, that sounds kind of kind of weird, Spicy Memories. Like, is that, I'm like, just take it as whatever whatever you think it means. I'm like, that's what it, that's what it means. Like, if um, there's a burger on the menu called Spicy Memories, I'm ordering that. Mm, oh, that's a good, that's a good idea. Shit. <laughs> oh, man, I gotta, this is like, I gotta remember to take notes while I'm doing this. People on the podcast, they're giving me such good ideas. It's like, you know, it'd be really great. And I'm just like, fuck, I'm like, why am I doing this? Like, I'm like, why am I though? Like, my God, ah, Christ. All right. So Simone, um, you have a fashion and lifestyle blog. You cover everything from going out to eat to different kinds of fashion to uh, insane reels and TikTok videos to thrifting and home decor. Insane. I mean, one of the things that I've loved aside from the fact that you and I went to high school together, which I'm going to mention now, everybody probably knows that anyway. But aside from that, watching your kind of blog grow over the past few years has been crazy because it's, you don't just focus on fashion. I mean, it is like a central part, but um, I don't know, give everybody a little intro, tell them a little bit about Simply by Simone, Simply Society, if you want. And then, uh, you know, and then we'll start to have some fun. So. Great. Yeah. Thanks. Um, great intro. So I started blogging, influencing, basically I posted my first Instagram photo on Simply by Simone in May of 2014. So I think if my math is correct, I'm heading into seven years this year. So it's definitely been a labor of love for a long time. It was really just something fun for me to do. I worked in finance. Um, I, I mean, I worked at Bloomingdale's, I worked in finance and it was kind of like my creative outlet to show people that I really loved fashion and it has evolved from that over time. Um, I can't like, I don't love sticking to like one thing. I'm very like niching down or niching down is like what everyone will always tell you to do. It's what I tell everyone to do. Like if you can like just do that because it's right. so much easier to like gather that audience. But um, it has definitely evolved from fashion to beauty now that I have like my first new home, like DIY projects and things like that. And as well as Simply Society, which is where I'm kind of trying to give back to the community of influencers, because I do feel like it's a little bit of the wild west. And I have a lot of information that I could share. So like I share a lot of it. I also have the courses and stuff, which is kind of like that, um, which will probably dive into kind of like different like streams of income. It's like one of those things where I feel like I get to be my most authentic when I'm kind of taking all money from like different places to kind of grow my business. So um, yeah, that's a little bit about me. I've done a little bit of everything. I've, I've worked in fashion for four years in New York City. So um, I've definitely seen a lot. And you've been in the world, which is great. How quickly, and don't take offense to this question, and I may be wrong, but how quickly working in finance did you realize you didn't want to like work in finance maybe as like a career necessarily? Uh -huh. Or did you love it? And you were just like, oh, I'm going to go. No, so I worked, I worked in human resources. So like, it okay. wasn't like very, but it wasn't a very number. I mean, not for, it was a data heavy job. Like it was right. very like data analytics heavy, but not necessarily like, you know, stock selling kind of like in that um, area. Um, I want to say like, I want to say like, I stayed about a year and I had like really high hopes. 
And I was like, maybe I could do this. I could do this. I really like people. Like maybe this is for me. You know what I mean? Like I loved fashion, but the fashion industry has a bad rap. Like, I mean, that's just a fact. And like, (laughs) I do feel like at that point in my life, I didn't have like, while I worked in retail and I had like somewhat like thick skin or whatever you want to call it. I didn't necessarily like have the, like, what's the, like the patience. Like I was more of like a, you know, like when I was younger, I was, I would have like yelled back at someone, yeah which you know you're not supposed to do. Yeah. So like, I knew like I couldn't like jump into fashion and then, you know, like you're commuting into the city, it costs $300 a month. And then your job is only paying you $35,000 a year. Like that just wasn't financially lucrative enough for me. So like, even when I had like worked in finance, I worked at like nights and weekends at Bloomingdale. So I've always kind of like done that, but, um, I always, I've always been creative. So I've always kind of known that I always knew I wanted, like, you could probably like people I went to college with, like, they'd be like, what do you want to do? Like, I want to be CEO. Like that was literally like, that's, I don't know of what, like, I know, like, like the type of like the integrity and like the morals that I like hold, but like of the company of like what that is, like, I wasn't always necessarily sure. I mean, I guess I'm still not sure. (laughs) (laughs) I think, yeah. I mean, something like that is ever evolving. Yeah. I, I do agree with you that working in retail builds a certain uh, thickness of the skin. I mean, I worked in retail at, at a jewelry store in town there for, oh, I don't know, the better part of like nine, 10 years. Uh, so you really, really deal with like a lot. It, it's, it's great because it builds a like, communication. You know, as you probably know from retail, you kind of are forced to like communicate face to face, deal with problems usually that are yelling at you in your face. Um, and I think it does build like a certain kind of, uh, you know, endurance, but it does take a lot of patience. Cause you're right. Like back in the day, I was a little, I was a little, I was a little hotheaded and I had to like, like my boss was the owner of a small business. And he was just like, okay, so here's the deal. I own the store. So like I can yell at someone. He's like, but, but you know, but, but you can't yell at someone. So if someone's being nasty, he's like, just come get me. And, you know, and I'll come out and yell at them, but you can't yell at them because then people will stop coming. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like okay. Noted. But no, and I, 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 yeah, exactly. I came close a couple of times too. It was, uh, I got some, oh man, those old people in their jewelry, man. They, retail is tough. I mean, retail, yeah. I don't think, I, no matter what you're selling, like it, like you kind of like get people at either like their best and like most excited moments or like at these like super frustrated. And like, yeah. I think like as a consumer, like we're there a lot of right. the time as well. We were like, this is not about the person standing next to me, but like, it's, you know, like things happen. It's hard, you know, and, and we all work really hard for our money. So like, it, it's hard to, it's definitely a great learning experience. I feel like if you're right. interested in, and honestly, anything, like, even if you want to sell stuff online, if you have the opportunity to sell something like face to face to someone, like you learn that. so much. Yeah. You learn so much. And so much about yourself and just like right. how everything works. And like, really like, it's so important to like put a, like a human component to your customer right exactly because i think that's easily lost when it does come to actual like customer service even if you have an online business because eventually you're gonna have to deal with somebody you know oh and, yeah and if you haven't had experience in that it's it's not the worst people do learn but i think it does just help if maybe you've had some years of kind of already going through that you know and i don't know and in my case too it was it was there was another layer of scrutiny on top of that because i was at a jewelry store where we also do repairs so I was in possession of people's, literally their like worldly possessions. Like, you know, I'd be working on oh, yeah. watches more expensive than my car, family heirlooms from like the 1890s, like crazy stuff. And so that's like even worse. That's like, somebody's like watching you through the back of the class, just like staring at you, like seeing what you're trying to do. So, but, but yeah, I, I think that's amazing. And I, I do think that having the 
kind of all over background like that and building up has been amazing. And the page now, for those of you who don't follow, just go at Simply by Simone. That's the main uh, the main page there for Simone. And uh, you are just over like what sixty eight thousand followers. Yeah, now, we're at we're at sixty eight. That's 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 pretty fucking. That's awesome, man. Seriously, that is like it's been interesting to watch this grow. And I'm curious. All right, when was like when was it when you decided that all right, I'm not just gonna like document this and I'm not just gonna have this as like my page. When did you decide that you really wanted to like grow it and be like, all right, this is gonna be like my thing? So like that's a like, kind of a two-folded question because like when I started it and for a very long time, like I wanna say honestly, the past five years, like the first five years, I always like I don't like I honestly like I was on like my space and stuff like I love people I also love like numbers so I was like okay like I'm competitive so I'm like okay like here's the game like we got to get followers on Instagram like that was like you know like I would comment on people's things in the beginning like I would do like whatever it took like to get more people to see my page and I mean I was posting like back then seven days a week you know what I mean so easy like ball rolling thing like the first 10k like that nothing like it was like oh oh, 10k great cool and then I mean it's been an uphill battle since then but um you know I think that like I always wanted the community and I also like I always again like I know like their vanity metrics I know like having real people is always important to me but um yeah, like, like I like to win too. And I like to feel like I, I've always been interested in that. But for the longest time, it was my creative outlet. It wasn't like I wanted to, you know, like I wasn't like, you know, I liked, I've always liked my jobs, right? right. Like whether or not I was like super happy at the time or like I found out things that I liked or I didn't like, I really always tried to keep the mindset of like, it's really not that serious. It's not that bad. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm not, you know, even if you mess up, it's like, it's not like I didn't lose anyone money or whatever. Like I kind of always like, you have to show up there every day. So for me, like my perception of what I did, especially um, when I was commuting into the city, that was like an hour a day. That was three trains. Like it was an awesome job. So there was really nothing to complain about, but like, even like, you know, even when you love your job, there's those nitty gritty things. Um, I kind of always liked my job. And then when I'd go to events and influencers would be like, Oh, I hate my job. I just want to be a full-time blogger. And I'm like, like, like what, like, where's the meat there though? Like yeah, what, exactly. what do you have to share? Like what, who are you helping? Like to me, it was just so much like business wise. Like it just wasn't like, it's never been just posting myself on the internet for money. No, exactly. And so, I think if you're not interested in what you're doing, especially when you're blogging about it, people are going to know. I mean, the, the part of that it helps it grow and the reason I think that your page is wrong too is because when you're doing something, you're obviously putting stuff out for other people. However, you're really putting it up there for yourself as well. And if you're interested in the stuff that's going up, that's going to come through and it makes people more interested. You know, like if it I, was, you know, so. Ahead, it sorry. was definitely, um, like I want to say like about, I don't know, probably like two, two and a half years ago now where I was kind of like, I always thought about sharing valuable content, right? But like for a really long time, I didn't care it was for me. It wasn't really necessarily for people early on. You could basically be like, I love this dress and it's cute because I like it. And and like, that was cool. And people were like, Oh my God, like real girl. Cool. Like she could be my next door neighbor, like my friends, like whatever, like that, that was it. And that was cool. And then there was like, I want to say like maybe like two years after that, like where, you know, you kind of like, I kind of like dipped down and like, 
either website viewers and things like that. And I was like, oh, okay. But I was still like, I like my job. This is kind of fun. I get to do other things. It opens doors, like having this blog. Okay, cool. And then I eventually kind of was like, oh, hmm. Like I loved my job and like, I was never going to quit my job. And I was like, who, I would never want to work for anyone else. So I was like, at that point, I was like, how do I go from like, where do I go from here? I was like, okay, like it's time. So then like, I want to say like two years into that job and about like two and a half years ago now or three years ago now, that's when I was like, okay, like we got to like, like we got to reevaluate this. We got to sit on this. Like, how does this look? Like, how will this work? Like, what do I need to do? And that's kind of where I feel like I pivoted my content a little bit where I started sharing a lot more Westchester and really kind of focusing on that. Because focusing on the local, yeah. And like embracing all of that, yeah. It was like a community I could truly serve because I right. do feel like that's like where like I started that's where a lot of my community has always been. And um, also as well as just like helping other like smaller local influencers as well, because I felt like Westchester being so close to the city lacked that, like the cool events. Like we literally had all the stores, we had all the brands, but like there was just never that opportunity here. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that's why people always went like to the city because it was like, yeah, like you said, there was a lot of great places here, but Westchester didn't really start kind of ramping up with events. You're right until the past, you know, within the past, I mean, I can remember a couple of years. Really, I mean, now yeah. it's like, it's insane with all the stuff, even just like food events alone, like that happened are just, yeah. you know, like there was a food festival at the, um, the Kensco Dam. Uh, I think, I think it's the wine and beer festival, maybe. That's mm-hmm. there. like, that didn't happen like 15 years ago. I was like, you know, it's like, yeah. this, you know, when they bring all this stuff here, I think it helps, like you said. And I think that the fact that you tried to focus a little more kind of like local and centralize that and kind of amplify that. I mean, I've noticed too, that you started kind of sharing more content that was, I don't want to say like relatable, but like you started adding in kind of like useful tips. Like if you share like an outfit, you're not just saying this is my sweater and it looks nice because X, Y, Z, or like, you know, look, I dressed up these like sweats, but you make it very practical. You explain when you could do it. You explain how you could do it. You explain what kind of day it would be if you did need to do this. The fact that you could just, you know, do this and then go outside. Like you started kind of, I think, incorporating like, you know, more like, okay, well, if people see this, like how would they be able to kind of, you know, implement that in their like, wardrobe their lives etc you know part of my personal values as well have always been that and again like this has also been learning so don't get me wrong it's not that i haven't always i haven't bought things say at like zara or h&m but part of after again also working in fashion like part of my personal value really lies with like quality and like local and community or just like I don't know just like New York based and just people who care about the like working conditions of the people who make their clothes like I think a lot of people don't realize like that really cute like $40 sweater like honestly like Zara is not even cheap so I don't even understand that but like it's super (laughs) flammable so like if you're near a fire like you're gonna go up in flames (laughs) that's like not like it's not it's like it's not funny it's not a joke like it's just like it's honestly like reality like you know so I don't know, like just learning things like that over the course of my life, I've kind of always been like, oh, well, I would actually rather only buy one pair of jeans that's maybe closer to $200, only wear those jeans like for the entire year. And like that to me has always been more like useful, but it's a harder sell, right? So like, it again, as I it's kind very of hard that to mindset. Like, yeah, because it's hard to I switch the content. Out. Yeah, which is what you needed to do because it's like you said, it's a hard sell. It's hard to convince people not to spend only 18 bucks on a pair of jeans at Forever 21, which Forever 21 is when I started realizing, okay, I need to start investing in like maybe better clothing because I was, I, I remember I bought a pair of shorts and they fit really well. 
once. I wash them cold and delicate always once. And then all of a sudden I was like, okay, well, sky's out, thighs out. Cause these are really <laughs> high now. I was like, my God, like what, what the hell happened? Like, you know, I don't mind thigh high shorts on myself, you know, but like, I'm a little, you know, I'm not exactly, not exactly the skinniest person. So I could be a little, you know what I mean? A little too tight. And that was one time washing them. So it happened with shirts from there. And like, it's great. Like you said, to go into a place and only spend $25 and get three pairs of, you know, three items of clothing, but you know, like maybe the harder sell is the way to go. Maybe like invest in like, you know, this one thing and like, you'll be able to wear it, you know, forever. I mean, there's pairs of boots that my mother- like align it with valuable content so that's specifically kind of why I ended up being like this and this and you could do this with that because I'm not necessarily going to sell a pair of jeans every single time that I like post about it so I have to sell something else right I have to share something else I have to you have to like pull the community in another way right because they're like oh this girl selling yeah uh uh-huh another hundred dollar pair of jeans okay (laughs) yeah uh uh-huh yeah take a hike you know so you have to give them something else and then like that story is kind of what creates them like a longtime consumer of yours, you know, right. realistically. So, well, cause you're you know. also putting the idea out there for people, which is like, especially if somebody's within your community and they follow you, they know you, you know, and they've watched your content. So like, if you're there telling them like, this is what I did, like, look at this and you explain it. It's different than them just like scrolling on their, you know, discover page or whatever, or explore page and seeing somebody random do it, you know? And the and you you get people in you get people to follow you build that community so then it just kind of like kind of keeps rolling like that and you know I, I don't know I think I think it's good I think the fact that you were able to kind of like adjust your content as you go with while still kind of staying on brand I guess you should say with you is is awesome that's not easy to do it's hard it's like you know a lot of people I, I can't I tell you how many people I feel like people don't realize that being your most authentic self, like you will always be like, you'll be continuously adjusting and like staying true to this, like kind of brand that you decided you are is almost like your worst enemy, you know, like, cause if you feel like you're doing the same thing and like getting the same results that you're not happy with, like, like you gotta, you gotta grow as a person. You gotta like buy a book, read something. You gotta like figure it out, adjust, you know? Right. Which like, I think, I mean, you, you have know. to be consistent, right? You got to put the time in. So like, it's not to say not like to do that, but like, you know, if you've been doing it for like a year and like just posting outfit photos of yourself, isn't working, you know, you got to like sit with yourself and like, wh- like what makes me, me. And like, right. that's like, you know. Well, I think also like the, the truthfulness and like authenticity in, I mean, stories have helped a lot. I think stories on Instagram, how they've grown has become like a lifesaver because I know people who watch stories more than they scroll through their feed, you know, and it's like, it's, that's become like a huge thing for the platform. And in the stories, usually I've noticed, especially on your pages, when you kind of like give people like a day view, right. You give them like, all right, this is like basically, you know, event by event, my day, this is like, you go through your entire, you know, from like, you know, like this morning, you did like spend the morning with me, you know, it's like, that kind of, that has kind of opened up a lot. And it's hard to do that just on like a post, especially if you have like a certain theme you're trying to keep with your feed, you know, a certain color scheme, people like that, you know, it's like, which is, you got to think about that, especially, I mean, you know, that's, that was like a huge thing. It still is. And you know, that's, yeah. The other thing I love about Instagram, I think is that it's so like, it's so customizable to the point where I don't even know if that's a word, but it's like customizable to the point where you can do that. You can be like, all right, I want to create this color scheme in this season 
you know, for my feet. So like, you know, it's fall. So I'm going to have like burnt, like oranges, like sprinkled throughout with a nice, like bait, like it's, it's awesome. I like it. Like I've, I've, I've loved the platform. I mean, when I first got on there, everybody was taking the same stupid little square photos, you know, in 2012 with like, you know, the same stupid, like ADR filter, right? Like just like, it's like everyone had like the same looking photos. And then as the years kind of went on, I mean, this is. You remember I'm, those the filters that Instagram came with? Oh my god! Yeah, they were like you there was like those? Six because like of them. I could scroll back to my feed and like those were like that's what sold me on Instagram. Yeah, like right. I was like, oh, yeah. I think I people like, started posting them on Facebook, and I was like, oh, these are these are cool. Like, yeah. see you it's later. Awesome. Because it's it created a world for you to stay within the whole app. You know, like you didn't need you know, this filter, that filter, that filter. I mean, to a certain point, you know, people get like, you know, Lightroom and they get, you know, Snapseed and like all these things that are photos you, you need to at certain points. But even if you didn't do that, you could do everything pretty much central in the app and it wouldn't necessarily look bad, you know? And I think, I don't know. I think that- No, absolutely. That they, you know, I mean, it's definitely- Yeah. And I, 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 I don't know. It, it's been interesting to see as the app has grown and as- the world of influencers has grown. You've also kind of been along with that because in the past couple of years, as things have kind of like ramped up and that world's kind of grown, you're kind of like, I feel like you're kind of like on that wavelength with that as well. And maybe it's because you started doing this years ago. You know, I mean, especially for people just coming in, it seems like a lot to jump into. Like if somebody looks at like, you know, a page they like and they see all this content and they're like, I want to create stuff like this. It can be overwhelming to be like, you know, where, where do I want to be in, you know, a year or two, you know, there's also this perception that it's easy. Like there's there's like a very big perception that like, and again, like, I don't know if that's just me, but like, I really like, especially when I, I thought that people were like tired of hearing that, like, Oh, this is actually hard work because like, you know, I follow, I follow tons of influencers and I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like we know, like there's admin day. Like we know, I get it. Like, but like, I think the average person, especially like this past year, I've had so many people reach out to me and they're like, I want to like, you know, like, I love what you're doing this and that. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, you know, and I'll send like over tons of resources. And I like within the past, like four months, I like put on like one-on-one consultations because I'm just like, I can't like, I, I send, I still send it all, but it's like, it is, there is so much more to this than like, and I don't like to overwhelm people either, but like, I can't tell you that it's just posting yourself on no. the internet. Like no. it, maybe when I started, oh yeah, it was right. me like standing outside my house. Like every single person that ever saw that photo that knew me was like, this loser is taking photos outside her house. And like, that's real. Like that's on 1000. Like that was like real. Like I knew people, like people made fun of me to my face. You know, like, you know, they're doing it behind your back. So like, again, like I've always, I've always loved social media. I don't care. Like I've never, like, it was always like, like to me, it was like the most wild opportunity to like, again, like just do anything. Right. Like, even when you think about when we were younger and like you would, I mean, I don't know if like, I'm sure you remember this, like you knock on your friend's doors to hang out. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And then I was like, wow. Like if, and I made like some of my first like friends and like towns over on MySpace. I met people that I didn't know on the internet, like when I was in high school. And like, it has always like, ever since then, like, it's always like blown my mind. I was like, this is the coolest thing. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've met people only through social media. I've done collabs with them, Instagram live, stuff like that. And some of them I haven't, I still to this day haven't met in person. And like, you know, I, I recorded a podcast yesterday for a friend who used to work at Pops and she's got a podcast with her friend called The Art of Chisme. He's in LA and she lives in the city and they have, they have like 20 episodes. 
They talk like they've been best friends for like 30 years. They've never met in person. And it's just like, it's insane. Like, and I have, you know, I have, I have people, I became friends with this guy who grew up in East Chester with us and he's got a food page, um, Mike Valarelli. Uh, John may have been in your grade or maybe oh, yeah, 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 okay yeah. so Mike his older brother has a food page because all the food is all for me and we met he, like he knew my brother and maybe I met him once but I don't really remember and then we started kind of following each other and like talking and stuff we went live together like multiple times like I had him on my podcast like and it's weird you build like this relationship and social media allowed that to happen that's why I'm like anybody who ever like you know, says they don't do social media or like shits on it, whatever, you know, you're completely entitled to do that. That's fine. But like, if, you know, yeah, I think it's very important where you should embrace, you know, the fact that it's given people opportunities to do stuff they well, never would have been able to do. I think 2020 was also a very big eye opener yes. for a lot of people as well. Like, because yes. they were like, Oh, okay. Like what, what's going on? Like what, uh, okay. Yeah. Like I knew Simone was a blogger, but like, what is an, an ad and an ad? Yeah. What but is she doing this whole time and then everyone's like so very interested once money becomes involved oh, and yeah. <laughs> you know and it was like right in their face you know what I mean it was like we were all home and people like and I was like okay like I'm the entertainment now you know I think that helps so, about the fact that everybody had more time to actually look at it it wasn't just something that you would scroll on your lunch break all of a sudden it was something that you know you a lot of people I think you know the, the screen time on the apple analytics like went up you know it's like I mean mine's always like mine's like literally like 13 hours a day it's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. but like um I I mean I feel like there were people in like especially like our age group that really like didn't really use it didn't really get it even if they did scroll like they weren't and I also think TikTok brought a lot of those people in as well like uh, that was, TikTok is like quick wins right it's like yeah. anyone could find something there that they like and I feel like there's I love that there was the, like the main like the for you page added that like you didn't have to just see people you followed and like right. that to me was like that was like the biggest thing that I feel like Instagram doesn't necessarily get it's not even about the video it's about like scoring this really cool content like with creators that are smaller and you could really right. like especially like that's like when on YouTube you used to be able to find like someone who was just right, starting exactly. out like remember when you could go on YouTube and you'd be like wow oh, yeah. and, like a year later the person would be really big and like you'd be like oh well I knew them when yeah exactly you know, I feel <laughs> yeah. like TikTok like offered that like you know that like little euphoric kind of like oh she's just mine or he's it's just this mine, feeling you know? of like individual it's this feeling of like possession of individuality like you found this person and like you yeah. said I, that, that is one thing I loved about TikTok where I'd be on my for you page I would see a video and I would complete I would just laugh my ass off I would think it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my life and I looked and it had like 33 likes and like the person had like no followers and I'm like what the fuck I'm like and I even had people one of the one of my early TikToks when I was still doing like funny videos um one of the early ones somebody was like investing in this TikTok now and just like commented on the first one and if that's that's kind of like the thing it's like they see it as like no no like I found this first I'm gonna keep this because this is like you know and yeah, like, like found them before the hype like I mean that's like another thing now too yeah which is that I mean I know that feeling that happened with me with a very famous food YouTuber who's probably one of the more famous ones now Benjamin with Babish and have you ever seen him mm -hmm. so he started this smaller channel making food from that he saw from movies and TV. He would just recreate recipes that he saw from movies and TV. He started with a burger from Parks and Recreation. He did something from like Mad Men, like all this like stuff. And I remember I found him one night just like scrolling on my couch and he had like a couple thousand like views, couple maybe like 10,000 views. I was like, oh, this is awesome. He now has like seven or eight million subscribers and he has a company 
where he just took one of the people that left Bon Appetit after that whole shit show. Um, he took Sola in. She works for him now. Um, he just bought like a six story house in Brooklyn. Like it's like, it's, it's, yeah. it's been insane to watch it grow, but like you get that feeling of the like, yeah, but like I was watching my hands and that's you, you know, and like you used to be able to do that with YouTube a lot. And when you have a platform, you can do that on now. It's, it's like amazing. It's awesome. You know, I mean, I, it's, I mean, it's, I've been saying for years, honestly, it's been at least five years. Where I was like, I've been waiting for the new Instagram for years. Yeah. Since, since they took the chronological feed away for years. I know. I know. What, but and, you know what? I can't even, especially after having TikTok, the chronological feed thing doesn't even bother me like anymore because I was like, it's not that they took that away. It's that they removed the discovery portion of it. Yes. I mean, that was so like, the hardest part is that. And it's also sometimes I, I find it weird, but I feel like the, because I have a personal page where I do a lot of like my film photography and stuff like that. And then I have Captain Cook's food and my algorithm on the two of them are completely different. And one of them is like really great. Like, I feel like, I feel like my personal page surprisingly is like, I'm scrolling through like my feed and I'll get like suggested sponsored posts and I'm like, nice. And I'll like click on it and I'll be like, oh shit, it's like a link or like, you know, and like it's, but it's stuff that I would want to see. And then with like Captain Cook, sometimes I'm scrolling through and I'm just like, this is, why is this here? Like, it's just like, you know, and it's, it's so weird that it's so customized per page like that. And I, I don't know. I, at first, like you said, the cr- kind of stuff, though. like, you know what I mean? Like it's kind of, it gets it customizes and then that's it. Yeah. Like, exactly. you know, whereas TikTok, it's like, you could like one video about goats and like, that's it. wow, like you're on goat TikTok now. And like, it's yeah. really cool. But then like something else will come up and it'll be like a DIY, like, like, mirror frame thing and you're like okay well now i'm on diy tiktok yeah and it's like it, it's always kind of evolving to like it's like they just know what to show you when like that's what it is i feel like instagram doesn't evolve in that same way right. you know and it, it didn't realize that like we all actually really want like to see different things sometimes. yeah and have it ever having it like fluctuate like that i ended up on kink talk which I don't know how. And I swear to, and like, I swear to God, I went through my liked videos, right? And I'm like, I swear to God, I didn't how like did anything. How did I get here? I was like, I didn't like anything with the dominatrix. I didn't let, I didn't, I didn't do anything with leather. Like, how did I end up here? And like, because I remember I was watching this video. This is going to get a little graphic for listeners, sorry. But I was watching this video and it was like something and it's like this, like, you know, it's like, oh, it's like, lean your head back and open the bottom of your mouth. I'm like, all right. And the person just spits onto their phone. And I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, I was like, and I literally like held my phone that's back. I would like held my phone back. I'm like, how the hell did I end up on this TikTok? Like, but it's 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 in a way it's cool <laughs> because you like like you said you fluctuate in between these worlds. And now that we're on TikTok, I did have a question about TikTok. Now because we're about the same age, give or take, right? Like a year. Um, I'm older, obviously. You're younger, right? Like, um, were you hesitant? <laughs> were you hesitant like me in the beginning to like be like, oh, TikTok, that's for kids. Like when it was still like just after it was oh, like, I, no, I joined in October of 2019. I was like, this is new Instagram. And I would tell anyone that would listen to me. You like anyone that would listen to me. You were, you were a no, trailblazer. I was like, you no, but I wish. So here's the thing. Like I, like, I wish I would have done, like, I was like, oh, this is a dance app. I'm so into this. Like I didn't realize the full potential of how I could fit myself into it until like, again, like I'm also like doing Instagram and I'm like working full time. So it was like a little, like, you know, again, I barely, I barely had time like to do the Instagram content that I had to do. Right. Like to the community that I already had. So like that creative piece, I feel like a lot of the people that excelled on TikTok in like say fashion or like, um, like beauty were kind of already somewhat 
about doing it full time or had like the time to be like, okay, wait, but how can I make this work for me? Like early on. Um, and then I also wish I would have like posted more videos then, but anyway, um, no, I love TikTok. I've it's, always been yeah. a ride or die TikTok stan. Like I, I am a full believer. I love like, young people though too. Like I love, you know, I, I just feel like, I don't know. Like I love old people too. Right. Like I love like different opinions. I like, I just want to hear what you have to like, cause they're like, people are so passionate, especially like across different age groups. Oh and God, yeah. I like, I love it. I just want to, I don't even almost like, I don't even want to respond sometimes. I just want to like hear people, you know? So <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I've always like loved, especially like working at Bloomingdale's. Like I always, I worked with a lot of people who are older than me. I was like 18 yeah. years old. And like my friends were like, you know, these moms in Westchester, like the grandmas and they were back to work. And like, it was just so fun. There was also a lot of young people there, but it was right. so fun. And I've always loved that diversity and like age of my friends as well. So like when TikTok like popped up, I like grabbed my, like, uh, maybe like what, I guess 10 year old cousin. And I was like, why didn't you tell me about this? And he was like, <laughs> cause it's, it's, it's so <laughs> different than what we've been used to for the past like four or five years. I just and, want to know what else there is because they're keeping it from us. Yeah, there's something else. Like it's there's there's another. Well, like, are you on um the other one, um Triller? Because I'm also on Triller. No, oh, what the hell is Triller? Triller is like this is my this is my boomer moment. This is my boomer moment. What is Triller? Triller is like it just it's it literally is another version of TikTok. Another version of TikTok. Oh my god, that's if that blows up. Like funny version of TikTok, but Triller is like it's it's up and coming though because like. I, I I don't know if Triller's an American company. It might be. Well, take they might be based out of LA. I'm not 100% sure, but I know like Triller's in, um, investing a lot of money and I feel like influencers and stuff. Because like all the like the big TikTokers, like the D'Amelio's, like all of right. those, like the Sway, right. whatever, all that stuff. Yeah, like a lot of them have like, a lot of them have like brands, like deals with Triller now. Really? Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, seen. even Charlie does. Like, Charlie will post about it and be like, go to my trailer, just see the whole thing. And, like, you're like, okay, I'll go to your trailer. <laughs> yeah. I got it. You have to document it here. Oh, there like was another one, too. Which I one? I can't the name. Um, it was, like, like an – it was like – it was very similar to Instagram, but it wasn't um, – it didn't work very well, so I think I, I forgot about it. Oh, I can't think of the name. Is it, like, Fisco or something? No, it's not. Uh, Hive? Hive. Hive. Why do I know that? Yeah. Hive is like, um, it's like Instagram, but looks like Instagram. It's in chronological. Yeah, it, it's very much like, see, like I kind of posted for a bit and then I was right. like, whatever. <laughs> um, it's, again, like I want those instant like wins, like show it to everybody then if you're a new app, you know? Right. Um, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like document this it, now. Like, <laughs> like yeah, have it down like Anything that comes up, I'm always kind of interested in, like, the next, like, big thing. And the more almost I don't like it, the better, except for, um, what don't I like? Clubhouse. Oh, is that where it is? Someone has convinced me, one of my internet friends convinced me that I should just, like, download it and try it. So I have downloaded it. It's like a podcast kind of vibe. Um, okay. you could like pop in and like eavesdrop basically kind of on things is like the thing. And I, I was initially turned off because you had to be invited. And I feel like that's really? a very mean girls club to me. That's weird. But then the girl that was like, no, you need to, you need to do it. She was like, no, I just, I didn't know anyone on there. I just like went on the app and you could basically like apply and it like blasts out your profile to 10 people. And she said, someone approved, like, let me in two minutes. And I was like, oh, 
okay. I was like, that's interesting. Wow, that's weird. So I that's downloaded like, it. I haven't really like taken the time to like listen in on anything yet, but um people make fun of it on TikTok. You've probably seen it. They're like, it's like people talking in like circles a lot is like how they describe it. Oh, is you that know, what that is? like really big words and they're just like talking in circles. Got you. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, I think everything has its value. I think, I mean, it blew up. Like there are people on there, there are influencers on there now that probably didn't have a, you know, community. Like maybe they had a podcast, but didn't necessarily have the community that they wanted and have really found that community on Clubhouse. So I think like, yeah. it's more, I mean, I feel like someone like you, like you might find it interesting because like you like this kind of, you know, like podcast world, um, yeah. kind of like a, like on it, off it podcast person. Right. So like I would listen to them going into the city, but at home, I don't know. Like, I just, I, I don't know. I don't, I can't do it. I can't get into it at it's, home. So like I yeah. kind of dropped off. I, I'm I'm weird with podcasts too, even though I do record one. I probably shouldn't say this, but whatever. I, I've gotten very specific with what I listen to. And I used to be like, all right, I just, I just got to find a podcast that I like. Like, doesn't matter, like whatever. And then, um, I don't know. I started being like, no, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. Just like, and so I've narrowed it down to literally only like a few podcasts that I listen to. And most of them are people that I know. Some of them are not, but you're right. When I'm home actually is when I listen to them less. It's usually when I'm like out and about doing something, if I'm on like a longer drive or if I'm doing something at work and you know, my boss isn't looking and I can keep an AirPod in, <laughs> you know, and just kind of like, you know, have it be that like background noise. It's, it's because it's, it's the same thing as like, you know, I love audiobooks, but like, I can't just like sit in a chair at home doing nothing, listening to an audiobook. I have to be like doing something, you know, I have to be like, yeah, it's like a multitask thing. So I feel like that, although I'm never upset when I'm at home and I'm like doing something and I'm listening to a podcast because I do really enjoy it. But I definitely am not, you know, there's some people that are ride or die. Like they love a podcast. Oh, they yeah. love an audiobook, they love a podcast. And I love that. I've never been, it, it's hard though. Also with social media, right? Cause it's like, you kind of like, sometimes you want to be everything, you know, and you want to be on every platform. But I guess for me personally, it's like where I've drawn the line. I said, okay, well I can't quite get into this. So like, I'm, I'm not going to be a podcast person. I'm not going to start, right. I'm not going to create one like I like I like my I like I like being on camera like look at my face yeah, exactly. you know what I mean like I don't know like it's like if we have to be like real like I don't know then we can't see my face yeah exactly I mean that's that was what I struggled with <laughs> in the beginning with Captain Cook was I didn't like doing videos that I was in necessarily you know at first I was like I don't want to fucking talk I don't want to you know and then I was like all right well if I'm gonna be on camera I'm gonna just I, I don't know if it came out of like nervousness but as you've seen things get a little, get a little crazy sometimes when I do lives and like, you know, videos, I'm just very like, I tend to get like very all over the place and I'm just very kind of like, you know, you know, just woof. I just feel like it's so important to be your most authentic self and like, just like, like being that is the best thing anyone could do with like any like platform that you're on. And I feel like it is so hard as well, especially when you are working a full-time job because you do technically represent another business. Yes. And, and it I, does. I worry about that all the time. Somebody from for like, years, like I always felt that way. You know what I mean? And it's hard to show who you are when you're like, when you can't, you can't really show that back end stuff. Like, right. Like I've done all these amazing jobs and I've like worked so hard to get there and I work so hard at work and I pick up more projects and I try to help everyone. And I'm, I'm, you're always trying to do these extra things. And then it's like, you know, you quit your, like you quit your job, you lost your job during the pandemic. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to do this now. And like, people are like, but how, you know what I mean? And it's like, you know, I, I don't know. I spent like 10 years networking and like, just 
you know, like putting my head down and working that you can't necessarily see on Instagram, not because like, I'm not showing that I'm at work, but like you, you really can't understand what goes on behind the scenes or like no. who I really am because you really don't feel comfortable sharing it. You know what I mean? Right. Cause you're like, well, what if, what if my employer saw this? What would they right. think? Am exactly. I patting myself on the back? Am I saying something I shouldn't say? Like, am I sharing something that people don't know? And I, I think that is like another, and I don't even know if maybe that's like more even generational of us that we've been taught that, like as like that kind of middle era of like the internet and not internet, you know? Yeah, what I, mean? I think because I think a lot of people our age, especially there's that separation of like, all right, I can't let anybody from my work see like, you know, what I do. I mean, in my case, it started out because of um, explicit language, but um, <laughs> that was, I mean, at first it was like that. I'm like, all right, I'm calling myself daddy in the kitchen. I say fuck a lot. I'm like, I work at a school. I can't have people seeing that. You know, so it started, it started as that, but I think also you have this world that you've created. You have this community, you have this life almost where you get to be, like you said, your most authentic self and you get to not worry and you get to post whatever the fuck you want and say whatever you want and communicate directly with people on this platform. And, you know, maybe you've separated and compartmentalized another part of your world somewhere else and you necessarily don't want that crossover, you know, like I, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's two separate kind of entities almost, you know, and I think that's where the separation kind of came from. Like you said, I don't know if that's a generational thing with people like us where that was kind of like drilled into our minds. Like, you know, like don't let your boss see your social media, um, you know, or, but I, you know, at the same time now I've, I've stopped caring as much. I mean, people at my job have found my cooking page and like, they come up to me and they're just like, Oh, that pizza you made was really, really good. I'm like, Oh yeah. And there's that, like moment of embarrassment because I remember like what I said and I'm just like, Oh shit. Yeah. I'm like, Oh man. Yeah. Thank you. It's amazing. Like, I'm happy you focus on pizza. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. It's good thing. We're also, as we become into more like decision-making and like, you know, executive level roles as well. Like we are a bit more forgiving of younger people as well. Right. Like, right. you know, um oh my god what was that funny tiktok where it was like uh um uh once upon a time not long ago i was a hoe <laughs> and yeah, it's like yeah. really like an interview right and he's like they're like he's like playing out an interview and he's like listen like you know like i did some bad things and i'm like you know i'm good i'm a good person now you know yeah, exactly. and I think we're a little bit more understanding of that so like whereas i think the pre the generation before us who did not like grow up on social media like we couldn't take the chance because they wouldn't be like hmm yeah <laughs> you were doing that where like no like you know like we they they drilled into us that our social media followed us around and, like we better not do anything wrong because they'll find it you know so I think that, I mean, also I think that, I think it was eye-opening for like, you know, kids as well, like when adults kind of took over TikTok because like they were like, you know, I think like there had to be kids that were like, oh my God, my mom found my TikTok yeah. and like it was, it had to be so bad. That, you know that, what that, I mean? Like, horrible. yeah. So like, I don't know. That I was think like, yeah. like work-wise, we're a little bit more open, you know? Yeah, I think, and I think as our, generation i don't want to say takes over because that's that's kind of mean but as like you said more younger people kind of move into executive positions the dynamic is going to change where that's not going to play as big a part i don't think you know like i you know like i just i, I don't know like you can tell even just like i work at a school and a lot of people have been there for like 30 years so a lot of the people i interact with are of that kind of older generation and somebody even said to me once we were talking about social media because the kids had it whatever she was like, yeah, I don't know. I was scrolling the other day and I saw this, like somebody posted a picture of like their pasta, like who would take pictures of food? And I'm just there like, 
I don't know, man. I'm like, I don't know. That's crazy, right? No, man. Like, it's just like, I'm just like, oh, yeah. Like, and it's just, there's, there's something there where I think our generation is going to be a little bit more, like you said, accepting and kind of forgiving and like understanding that, well, you know, this is a part of life and it's not for an older generation like that, you know? It's more like, to me, I think about it all the time as being like an actor or an actress or a singer. It's like, okay, you're an influencer. Like you really right. kind of lump into that group where like, I also think it'll be like, less enticing as time goes on to like younger generations as well which I think about a lot for myself because I again like I don't ever want to have to go back to like working for someone else so how do I like stay ahead of that because I really do truly believe that there's going to be this time where you're like oh another actor another influencer and I, and I do feel like we're kind of getting there as well like where how do I show that like I still have value to like a specific community when right. you know when you're like oh, I don't want to hear an actor talk about a cause you know what I mean <laughs> like so how like what you know like again what do they know about it they're you know they're in that stupid movie you know so that I mean that I think about a lot as well you know like I, I like big picture thinking I'm a very big picture thinker well and speaking of bigger picture I guess you could say so tell me about when and why you started Simply Society because that's a different that's a whole different thing that you started where you literally focus on a community based, you know, focus of like pumping as much resources as possible into people that want to grow and people that want to kind of dive into this world and you offer courses and you host like what I did, like with you guacamole making like, you know, it's like, it's like you host classes. Like, it's like, so even throughout the pandemic. So like, when did that kind of like, all right, I, I want to do this, not just like incorporate it as part of my main page, but I want this to be a separate entity where people can like use this as a resource. So, um, I don't know if you remember, or like I had that Westchester blogger babes Instagram handle for a while. Yes. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I still have that, but I didn't like that. It was just like focused on women. I don't, right. I don't like being in a box. I hate that. And I also hate when not everyone feels like they're like, invited to the table so like blogger is also very specific you have a website that you write on as a blogger and like there's a lot of instagram influencers that now don't have or want blogs and like they do again just as fine so i like to me that like after a while i was like this is really fun and this is really great but it's kind of lacking that openness that as a person i love so much so it like didn't kind of you know vibe with me anymore and again it's a lot of work you know like it is it's like you know every single thing you do it's like you know uh, again especially when I was working full-time it's like okay I'm writing a newsletter and I'm doing events I'm doing this and that and I'm like okay and I'm still doing simply by small so I I want to say when I knew I was done with that I want to say like five months after that I was like what would I call like something that I did that was a little bit more open a little bit more like available to like anyone who is interested in like more of a like specific like influencing topic and I came up with simply society I don't even know at the time that like I decided it would specifically be that it was about a year later I had had the handle like 2020 happened like we lose our job I um my friend Hannah had also lost her job like I don't know if you've ever seen me tag her Hannah Nieves yes, um yeah. she had started her own kind of marketing agency and I was like okay cool like I'm gonna like I hired her um I worked with her like one-on-one -on -one, um two or three times and we spoke about the account and she was like you should just make an educational platform and I was like all right, like that's cool. And she, you know, she taught me how to do all the marketing emails and everything like that. And what it, ha like, you know, what it looks like. And, um, it's been amazing since then, it's still been a battle, right. Of time and money. And like, how do you, you know, how do you put a roof over your head and food in your mouth? And also again, like invest 
like, and again, I've spoken to a number of different people and you're not supposed to really invest in a new business until your business itself is making money. So that's right. like, you're like kind of almost inquiring a bit of a new customer. So, um, like in a um, intern in May for a month and that'll kind of get my ball rolling. But on Simply Society, again, it's not, it's hard. It's, you know, like Instagram, you know, it's not, you know, it's not a walk in the park coming up with a caption, coming with a photo, deciding and posting, engaging. So, right, like even when you get to the point where you have the post scheduled, like you still have to take at, at a minimum of 30 minutes to talk to your community because if you're not, then like, why are you even posting? Right, exactly. I mean, if there's no engagement, and you're just posting kind of like, I don't want to say flat content, but that, you know, it's not, it's not going to be on the same level, you know, or if people are engaging with it and you're not there to respond. It's, you know, it's the same thing. It's like, you right. have to, you know, part of social media is social, you know, right. it's, and being social, it's, it's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of, you put out a lot of energy doing that, you know, right. which is one thing you always done really well. So you always, for what I can see, especially in your posts and stuff, you always respond to comments, engage with people, you know, you'll, you know, if somebody responds to your story, you know, well, at least for me, you know, you always respond. It's, and I think that's kind of important, you know, I mean, there's, there's a lot of pages that I've even interacted with that have like a lot less followers than even like you or me necessarily. And I don't even have that many at all. And they, and they don't even bother to like engage back, like respond to a comment, whatever. And I get if you're, you know, a miss too. right. And I, I, I think I, do they, maybe they just don't know. It's possible, but I mean, at the same time, you kind of, if you want to be on that kind of platform, I mean, I think you, you, it seems like you would hold it important that you go out of your way to do that, though. I mean, you know, and I think that may be part, maybe, and you would know better than me, but I feel like that's maybe part of growth, is when somebody sees that you're actually engaging with them on something that they commented, you know, like, a good example, there's a, there's a, there's a uh, cooking channel that I follow, this woman, Half-Baked Harvest, you probably, I don't know if you know Tegan or not, the woman, but she has this page called Half Bake Harvest. She has like 2 million followers. Yeah. On yeah. She has like 2 million followers on Instagram. She's insanely oh, huge. Send me one of her things. I know it. Yeah. It's like, you she's... sent me one of her, her things, the grilled cheese. I... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I make the, the, the everything, the everything grilled cheese. Yeah. And she's, yeah, she's got like 2 million followers. And no matter who cooks her recipes, if they post it, anything like that, she comments them. She says, thank you. She's messaged me before when I posted it, like, oh, thank you so much. Hope you enjoyed the recipe. And you don't expect somebody who's at 2 million followers who doesn't follow you, you know, to notice that. And it's like, it's this feeling of like, wow, like you get this, like, oh my God, it's good. And, you know, it's the same kind of feeling where if you're posting something that you cared about and somebody comments in your photo, you respond to them because you're just like, you know, like, look, you're never going to get to every single message and every single comment. I get that. But if you don't do it at all, like that's, I mean, come on. It's a huge mess. It's definitely a huge mess. And I also think growing that community is also like reaching out to other people and like authentically like engaging with their comment content as well. Right. So like, I think you get more people when you give as well. You know, if you feel like you're not getting comments, I feel like a lot of things like people reach out to me about is like, well, like, you know, like, what am I supposed to do? Like, you know, I reply to all my comments, but like, I'm not really getting comments or I'm getting, they're all from like a comment pod or something like that. And like, right you really, it, it's time consuming. Like, you know, um, Instagram isn't just like a post and like, it's done anymore. There's a lot of competition and like, you have to constantly think about, you know, like, again, like who, who am I, who, like, what do I value? Like, who's my like most authentic self? Like how am I most myself and how do I present myself as most myself? Right. And like also, you know, engaging with other people as well, like taking the time. Right. 
because it is a social platform. You know, you have to keep that in mind is that people are on there because they don't just want to see things in a static way. They, they want to engage usually, you know, like, yeah, I have, like you want to be seen, you know, like you said, like you want, like if someone you want, like they want their content to be reshared and it's like right. constantly thinking of those things. Like, how do I get someone to share this or how do I, you know, you know, make, make them feel special when they do. Right. Exactly. And so, and on that uh, note, speaking barely about uh, food, I guess you could say, uh, you, you've posted a lot of places in Westchester and beyond the city uh, that you've gone to bars, restaurants, lounges, all that stuff. Um, when did you really start one incorporating that into the page, but when did you really start like enjoying actually going to like a really nice brunch or going to like get an incredible like dish of pasta somewhere and being like holy shit like having it not i want to say worthy but having it to the point where you're like i need to share this because this is literally incredible like you know when was that like because i mean for me it didn't really start until a couple years ago where i was going out and being like i actually enjoy this experience of like going out and like eating and you know like the whole kind of experience like that um i want to say like definitely when i was going to events in the city and like, basically they'd have like, you'd either be like at a restaurant or you'd be at like a space and then you'd be passing around like apps or like hors d'oeuvres from like a different like rush, local restaurant. Or even with that, um, there was this big marketing company in the city. I can't even think of the name of it anymore. I don't even know if they still, if they've like literally like, I don't know if they've even lasted through the pandemic, but um, it was like a hospitality group that would invite you out to different brunches in exchange for photos. And I want to say that was about like three years ago that I started that. And that, again, I was like, so you were kind of forced to incorporate it, right? In like a lifestyle way. It's like a brunch and you're sitting at the right. table with all the food. And again, in the city, like, I mean, those restaurants that were paying for a marketing agency, like their food was delicious. Oh, like, sure was like blown, you know, you're blown out of the water every time. And then I'd say Westchester kind of came when I kind of um, really like made like a good friends here. And like yeah. a lot of my friends were foodie friends, like Breakfast at Tiffany and Westchester Kardashian. Yeah. And my favorite thing about that is that when you go, they order everything for you. They're oh, like, oh, this and that and this. And like, whether or not it was comped or not comped, like I'd be like, just make my decisions for me. <laughs> and like, that was, that was always, the, and they, you know, and the food was just always so good. And, I don't know. Like I've always loved that. Like if, if I could do something to help someone, I just feel like, I don't know, like I, it makes me feel good too. So like, I hate to like make it seem like I do good things because doing good things is right. Like, no, I like right. it though. You know, it's no. like, it makes you feel good when you're able to help someone else. Like even if, you know. Well, even if you're just supporting like a local restaurant, like I, on my page, I don't think I have, I mean, maybe in the, in the past years, but I don't usually say anything negative about a local restaurant or a bar or anything like that. I have had, pretty bad experiences over the past few years. I just don't share them because I don't, I know what it's like to have to struggle, especially this year. And what's the point of, you know, unless you're talking about like a serious health concern, but even then just call the health department. You don't have to post about it. You know, like I, I it's a hard, I think people get caught up into like, if I share something like truthful, it, again, it's hard because like every time, like you're like, do you really love every single beauty product? Like if you want to go yeah. from a, like me and I'm like no well actually I send a lot of stuff back but like I'm not like you know the, the nature of it is is not it doesn't work for everyone right 
like you sometimes you're just going to catch someone on a bad day. And like something I live by is like, you never know like what other people are carrying with them. You know what I mean? Like I like read this like book about like cystic fibrosis and you know, one of the, like, that was one of the things like everyone has their mountains. And like, since that, I've always been like, you never really know, you know? So like, I think, I think it's hard. Cause like, I think people also do really appreciate that. Like it's hard when you've had an actual like unpleasant experience. And as an influencer, you've agreed in exchange for this to post about that, whether it's, it could be anything. It could be food. It could be like you specifically food. Right. Like, I think it's, you know, again, like hard to also like kind of expand on that. Right. Like, you know, right. unless you're like, I hate this pasta brand, you know? Right. Exactly. I mean, but if my whole thing is that if it's a bigger brand, right that I'm talking like a multi-billion dollar company, right? I have no problem shitting on them. <laughs> like, it's just like, if it's a multi-billion dollar brand and I'm just saying like, I don't use this because they put whatever in their food, I know that I'm not going to put a dent in their sales whatsoever. Yeah. I don't care. It's the local businesses that I'm not trying to just- No, no, there's, there's not like, I think of anything, like your best case scenario with that is like reaching out to like the owner and saying, hey, like, right. I don't like, I'm just letting you know, like, I don't know, like I'm not going to say anything, but like someone else might. Right. And, you know, maybe you should talk to this person or like, you know, this actually was like, you know, not like there was something in my food. You know, right. I think most of most of the time people are receptive and they're understanding anyway. So like, right. exactly. I agree that there's no like, what do you actually get out of being like, this is the worst local business. Yeah, I mean, ever. that's the whole thing is who's it really going to help? Honestly, like, oh. and I, I mean, I even when I wrote, I wrote a blog once that I ended up, I think, deleting about a local restaurant. I won't say who, even though they're closed down now. Um, and I, I wrote that the food was absolutely incredible because it was, but the service, it was, it it was a nightmare and they made it, it was supposed to be like a date night and they made it like extremely unpleasant. And I wrote a whole blog about it. And I said, I was like, you know, maybe other people had other experiences. This was ours. But that being said, the food was absolutely fantastic. Like I still paid, you know, oh my, you know, I paid respect to the food. I had to, I wasn't going to be like, don't go to this place. You know, I actually embrace people on the, on the post. I'm like, you should go and have your own experience, see what it's like. Cause it, it, you're right. It is different for everybody, but there is a very fine line between like sharing something that's truthful and then just being like, probably should not have, you know, like maybe that wasn't a great idea to, to post that, you know? And, like also when you think about it, if it was like four years ago, it's like, you know, doing it now, like when like one of our biggest industries that was like hurt by this pandemic was restaurants. Right. Like I feel like just, like let it like you just know, let it go let there's it go. no point you know right. this so, year especially 2020 especially for like restaurants i mean yeah it's just but it's, i think it's, then i also feel like your community probably really respected <laughs> that and still went anyway like a lot of like um i and again like i've obviously like i've always like been engulfed in this like space but like i follow like and i've followed throughout the years like some youtubers that will literally give like be like oh i got this like bikini try on haul oh this one doesn't fit it's kind of cute though and i would get it and like one of the you know one of the thing one of the girls like kind of like went through a story about giving a negative review to a brand they came back to her and they were like you gotta take it down and she's like well no like i'm always truthful with my audience and like right. i didn't really see anything bad like i kind of ordered the wrong sizes like right. you know second time around i'd probably order different sizes or whatever and they were like you know like i think i want to say like you know a, like that was immediately after the video the next day they were like oh well we'll still pay you your rate because um you got a lot of like you've gotten more sales than other people so like really like as long as you're coming from a good place i feel right. like that matters that's, right you're uh, like, yeah. hey like you know what it, it was a really crazy night like the service was like not okay but the food was so good so like i'm actually gonna go back but like just heads up like 
human to human, like I'm giving you this advice. Like it was a little weird for me too. So like, right. don't, which is, which is what I wrote. Up. Yeah. Which is what I wrote basically. And I feel like if you're going to do that, that's fine. You know, I'm not a New York times food critic. I don't have to go sharpen my knife and dig into this place as my, you know, I'm not, it's not my place for that. And especially this year with restaurants, you can try to scam, scramble for like, you know, delivery and stuff like that. You know, and I've, I've been, and that's the thing I've been listening to a lot of David Chang. David Chang is, you know, one of the most famous chefs in the world. I'm sure, you know, he's, and he's a huge businessman, Momofuku in the city. The restaurant company is insane. He hosts Ugly Delicious on Netflix. He has like three podcasts. He's amazing. But he's also, with all this, he's very, very, very strongly opinion on the fact that the restaurant industry really needs a revamp because they just haven't figured out like delivery. And he thinks that's where the future is really going to be now. And, you know, after this year, it kind of was like a must. Like, you know, there, were, there are places still to this day around me that don't deliver. And I'm just like, dude, you need to. Like, even if you yeah. get one of those shitty services like Seamless, Grubhub, like, because they, I know they take a lot as far as percentage and the restaurant doesn't get everything. And I try to order directly from the restaurant when I can. But still, even if it's just that, just to get your food into somebody's mouth, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's like, and a lot of places don't do that. And so with that being said, what was your, and you can, you can plug place local if you want. What was your like savior as far as food delivery for 2020? What was a place that you repeatedly ordered like takeout or like order delivery from uh, in 2020? I mean, I know you did a lot of cooking as well, which was. Uh, uh, yeah, I definitely did a lot of cooking. Um, I love 25 more. Oh Yeah. That place has the biggest um, fucking meatballs I've ever seen. Oh, <laughs> pasta is amazing. I, I also, I feel like, you know, I, I love like getting food at home, but I also love going out. So I feel like I have been lucky where I did really like, I go out as often as possible to restaurants. Um, I love like good. the Whitlock yeah. in Katona. That's right near me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love like Palpatina. Yeah. I love Roma's. And again, like, you know, you tend, I feel like you get like the close by stuff that, you know, you tend to, Order, order all the time. Right? Like it has to be close. Um, I love St. George Bistro in Dobbs Ferry. Oh, okay. Um, Dobbs Ferry has like a lot of good restaurants. And Dobbs Ferry, like the cookery is in Dobbs Ferry. Dobbs Ferry has a lot of amazing restaurants. Um, oh, the one on the water. What's the other one? I can't think of the name. Oh, River uh, Market. River oh, Market is a zone that will change Ooh. your life. Oof. That's, that's dangerous. Me, there, me, me I and calzones are, are dangerous. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other, oh my God, Mr. Chen and Mamaronek, like uh, the best, like, I, I believe it's Chinese. I don't think it's Asian. I believe it's specifically Chinese food. They do like the soup dumplings, like oh, my yeah, favorite yeah. Soup dumpling, life-changing. Oh. Um, I really like rely heavily on my foodie friends though, because they're kind of always going out and always going to different places. Yeah, they give you a head start. Like, they're like, a get together. It's, it's not only like a restaurant where the food is good and like the service is good, but it's usually like they've connected with the person who like owns it. So it's like even... Like they're then now taking their community there. So I feel like that's like always like we, I really do like to get the best of that experience as well, because my friends have already tried it. And they also have that, like that true like relationship now with like the people behind the scenes as well. Which, so. Yeah. Which is nice. Cause it like kind of adds to your experience of the whole thing, which is amazing, you know, and not everyone gets to experience that, which is incredible. So throughout all those places in Westchester that you visited, what's, what's one dish that, you know that you'll never try to cook. One thing that you'll happily just go out and pay for. Like every time. Uh, I mean, like I give up cooking entirely, but <laughs> I like my dream is to just have a chef. Um, literally. Uh, honestly, like a lobster roll. I would never do a lobster roll. Oof, and I love yeah. the, the Whitlock's lobster roll. 
Really? They have good lobster rolls there? They have a really good lobster roll. I also like Chad's lobster roll as well. Also okay. very good. Um, what else? Because that's hard. Yeah. I mean, getting that right is like, that's not easy. That's another thing. It's never as good unless someone else makes it, in my opinion. Like, yeah. once I've made the food, I'm like, meh. Yeah. Like, I don't know. If I feel like when you're cooking it, like, do you, like, I don't know. Is it, like, the aroma that ruins it? I'm not sure. You know, it's, I just know anytime I make something, it's never as good as, unless someone else makes it for me. And I don't know. Maybe it's because emotionally I enjoy the service part of it, but. That could be it. I mean, it could also be because you do realize that, like, I think, and I've realized this too, that the finished product that you're brought at a table is vastly different from you being there for the entire process of like cooking something and like seeing it in its raw form and then like going through the whole thing. And like, I've even had dishes where I'm just like, is this going to come out the way that they said it would? Cause I don't know. Like, I don't know if this is uh, this is going to end up like it did. I don't know. And so I, it, it is, it is very different. I mean, there are certainly things that I'll never try to try to cook. I mean, like for me, any kind of like, not linguine with clam sauce, I make linguine with clams a lot, but like actual clams, like baby clams that are served with linguine that are all like finally opened and baked, like perfect. I'm, I'll never try to do that perfectly. Cause like I, I would never linguine. do an oyster myself. Like how no, they- No, 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 no. It's, it's, oysters, it's more about getting that fresh. It's like you go and they crack it on a half shell. Like there was a place that I got oysters in White Plains. I want to say, not Southern Table, what the hell? Um, the bird, the bird, something yard, uh, free bird, free bird. There you go. Free bird kitchen. It's right near like big Joe's on that main strip. And you know, it's like soul food kind of, you know, so there's a lot of Mac and cheese, a lot of biscuits and stuff. And they had oysters on the half shell. And I was just like, this isn't white plains. Is this okay to do? Like, you know, it's like, you know, and I was with uh, my tattoo artist who also runs a beer Instagram with her friend from the beer Instagram. We were all taking photos and stuff for content. And I said, fuck it, let's get oysters. And they were like, really? You want to get the oysters? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And they were like some of the best oysters I've had in like forever. And I'm just like, this is in White Plains. Why are these so good? <laughs> like, you know, and I would never try and bring home like, you know, like blue shell oysters or anything and have them like become out even half as good as that. Like, no, absolutely not. Like, but you have, you, I have seen you cooking a lot of stuff. Your, your meals look great. They look like good, like home cooked, just fucking, like you want to just like, you know what I mean? Like when you're like sitting at a table and everything's there, you want to just like, hug all of it you know it's just like you're just like be there at the table well I feel like like when Tom and I cook together it's always the best because if I'm trying to do everything by myself like something's getting burned like there's no something and it's the same thing like he'll like if he's doing it by himself and I'm like doing something else like something is like getting messed up it's like hard to and it's like nice to do together so um I think like the best meals that I make are usually ones where we're kind of like really helping each other because it's there's no way like there's just because then I'm like then I'm like angry I'm like ah, like throwing stuff I'm like this burn water I like have I messed up rice and like I feel like I don't know if you know like it is so disheartening when you're like I know how to make rice like yeah. why is this not right I, something yeah. is wrong here I like, said this and, multiple I, times. and then I'm like, and like angry I'm like this is awful it's the worst I have said this multiple times actually on this podcast that I constantly fuck things up in the kitchen like all the time like I'll try to do for some reason it's in my genes where I'm like I'm not a great multitasker so let me try to use every burner and the oven and the instant pot and so it's always the simplest thing that I mess up that kills me I'll make an incredibly intricate dish I mean like ratatouille stuffed shells one night no problem right there's like four processes in that but then like the next morning I went to go fry an egg and I completely fucked <laughs> it and I literally just dropped 
the spatula and I'm just like, why do I even do this? Why do I cook? This is stupid. I shouldn't even, and I just walk out of the kitchen. Like, and it's always the simplest thing. Like you said, that is just so disheartening because you're like, I know how to do this. I know how to cook a goddamn egg. Like I should be able to do this, you know? And you know, I'm not, I'm not a line cook, you know, so I'm not going to expect it to be perfect every single time, but I, yeah, it's, it's absolutely like, I think it's very important for people to realize that you, you like, like know, know your place. Like I know that I'm like a home cook. I'm not, you know, I'm not in a restaurant. I mean, I've worked in the back of the kitchen as far as like doing dishes and like doing some delivery and stuff. And I've been in that environment and you know, it's great to watch and learn, but like if I had to like jump on the line and be one of those guys, like just who just dices onions for like eight hours a day, I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could handle the pressure. It's like, well, that I feel like that's like where your charm is though. It's like very relatable to be someone who kind of is like doing, you know, like you're kind of like, you're just like one of us. And like, I feel like we, like people now more than ever, like look for that. Right. Like it's right. like, you want, I want to feel like I can do it. Cause someone else that's like kind of at my level is doing it. And like, it, you know, it makes it that much more um, really relatable. Yeah. Which I think, I mean, I've connected to more content where, like you said, I, you can see yourself doing it. And that's, I think what's different too, because I feel like there was a shift I don't know how many years ago, but I, I used to look at all these like influencers and all these people on social media and be like, it was a whole other world, right? It's like a whole other place. I'll never even be able to like, you know, live in that place. And you then start mixing in, you still have those people that you follow, you know, and these people that are going to, you know, the Maldives every weekend and like all this shit. But you then have this world where it's something that's within your grasp a little bit. And I think that kind of changes how you like stuff and how you save certain items and how you follow certain people and how you change things that you do and incorporate, you know, things that you buy or clothing or recipes or anything. It's like, you know, you're, I mean, that's one of the greatest things too about that page that I mentioned half Bake harvest was, yeah, she's got a couple million followers and like a huge, like she's got cookbooks out, like she's a huge deal. And even then all of her recipes are just like good, basic, like hearty home meals. And so many people make them for that reason. They make them because they're not, these crazy intricate meals that you could never see yourself making. It's something simple. Like the one I sent you, which is a grilled cheese with everything bagel seasoning embedded in the butter and the bread. Like what the <laughs> fuck? That is the craziest thing I've ever heard in my entire life, but it's so easy to do. And when you make it, you're like, how have I never done this? It tastes so good. And you pulled it from something where you could kind of like, okay, I could see this coming into my life, you know? And I feel like that's, you know. A creator, it's important to figure out where you fit there. Like where do you right. want to fit? Where you want to put your energy? Right, and well. I think I think I think that's it's hard to kind of live in both worlds like that sometimes. But if you do it well, you know that's. I mean, that's. Good. I mean, one thing and one thing I want to ask you: what I've noticed about your page, you've started uh, thrifting a lot, which is amazing because I thrift as well. I go to a, we go to a lot of estate sales almost every other weekend. Um, I okay, but like I haven't gone to an estate sale yet, and I'm like so excited to do that. And I've been wanting to do that, but look, at, look in North Salem, New York. North yeah, Salem, North Salem has the most beautiful houses, the most and incredible you can do, like, estates. Estates.com or like a, what's that like that basic yeah. website? Yeah, it's that one. And uh, there's another one I'll send you. I don't have the name written down, but I'll send it to you. And we have found some crazy stuff. All of our like bar decanters are these beautiful like bubble ones from like the 50s, like these beautiful mid-century bar decanters. And I found amazing like clothing at like thrift shops and stuff that I never would have. Like you recently. I think I commented maybe on a Facebook page, but you posted a YSL shirt that you found. It was a men's XL, yeah. like a 17 and a half. I remember because it's literally my size. And I think I commented, <laughs> I think I commented, I'm like, you better watch yourself on the street. Cause that is literally my dress shirt size. And 
you know, I think you said you found it for what, $7 or some shit? $7. It was right. like, in, it was so crazy. I think it was, it was at Goodwill. Oh, all right. So what, all right, here's, so in that world, because I kind of remember a few of the ones that I found, but what was, um, what was the first thing that you remember thrifting? Could be a bag or a piece of clothing, whatever, where you were like, all right, I could only get this if I actually went and like thrifted it. You know what I mean? Like it's something so unique where you're like, I need to keep doing this because I wouldn't be able to get stuff like this if I didn't do this. Oh, oh that's a hard one. Um, you want to come back to it again? I just, I feel like there's always like something where you remember. I've, def- I've definitely gotten some like really, really cool. I, I'm just, I feel like I just, it's like treasure hunting. And like one of the things like I've always loved, I mean, I watch like Oak Islands. Like, I don't know if you watch that on the History Channel, no, I but like, I, I also have always loved like being a little different, right? Like even like, I don't know, I like having things that not everybody can have, which has also been like a hard thing being a fashion influencer. Cause you want to be able to share things that everybody could get. Right. But I feel like being unique is so like, again, like just being inspired by something to create it yourself is something that like, I love to, you know, like share as well. Oh, this little bag is like a really cute one. Actually, it's like, oh, the bag I've been nice. using. Nice. I got this at a, on my way home from, um, I went to Vermont or not Vermont, New Hampshire back in October. And we saw this super sick. It's called like Sturbridge antiques in like Massachusetts, like on our way to New Hampshire, they were closing and they were so mean. These like two guys walking out were like, we're closed. And I was like, no, please. And they're like, no. And I was like, ah. And then I was like looking in the window and there was like, lit- it was, oh my God, it's huge. It's like filled with like filled to the brim with like the coolest stuff, like home stuff, everything. And on our way home, I was like, we need to leave early and so I can stop at this antique store and like it was just like I've still like a treasure trove that I like I can't wait to go back to to this day but um I feel like those things like the goodwill and the salvation armies like those are all like super fun and like you could do them locally like anyone could do them but like the bigger like mongers in Connecticut mongers like, is crazy yeah that's mongers. like so like that to me is just like I mean, it's just, you don't know what you're going to find. And like, I feel like people like, I especially like, you know, those like Instagram chairs, the metal and leather ones that like have tilted seat. Like I saw a couple of those there, like a couple months back for $300, like per chair. And like, that's like a steal. And like people were like losing their minds over it. And I was like, Oh God, I guess I should have bought one, but I didn't have anywhere to put it. But you know, like it's, it's like those things where you're like, wow like and also if you like DIYing stuff right like if you're kind of like somewhat handy or like are interested in that you could really create the things on these high-end websites that are like three six hundred dollars right and like do it with like a goodwill find like a four dollar right. lamp and you spray paint it and you mix in your baking soda and you paint it so um mongers, I mean, that's what I mongers is incredible for those of you who don't know mongers market in Bridgeport Connecticut is a giant giant warehouse that is filled with just every everything you could ever imagine in an antique and thrift store are in these little different stalls. There's, I think there's like two floors, right? And it is just, it, you could take hours to walk through the whole thing. And it's right off the highway. I think they're only open, what is it, Sundays? Sunday, right? yeah. They're only open Sundays. We almost bought um, a dining room table there. We almost bought a dresser because we were looking for a mid-century, actual mid-century dresser for a very long time. And we were, and you know, like the nine drawer, beautiful ones with the skinny mid-century legs. And some of the prices were just getting like out of like insane because those are so like in right now. Yeah. And we ended up getting a thrifted item, but it was private and it was free. Um, 
because some older couple posted it. I guess they don't know that it's like back in style. So it's like a nine drawer Johnson Casper, like 1960s nine drawer dresser. And they posted it like we're moving, whatever. And it looked like spam because they took it on one of those digital cameras. There's like a yeah. fucking logo in the corner. And I'm like, and like Brittany sent it to me and it was like free. And I'm like, there's no fucking way this is real. Like this has to be fake. And they were two miles away from us over here in Somers. And so I, I was like, I have to go see. And it was, it was there. It was just some older guy. And he was like, yeah, it's yours. Take it. I'm like, do you want money? Cause like, do you have any, like in my mind, I'm like, do you have any idea how much you could sell yeah. this for? Like, like, I'm just like, you know, and I, it's, it's, it's amazing. And going out of your way to find stuff like that, that's not new especially if you want like unique items, it's, it's worth it sometimes, you know? And you, like you said, you find stuff that you wouldn't be able to find anywhere else. Like, you know, like that shirt, you wouldn't have been able, where else would you be able to find like a nice vintage YSL shirt? You know, like for you, it, I mean, it's my size. So I'm assuming for you, it's oversized because I am, <laughs> yes, yeah. because I am uh, way bigger than you. So, um, but it's, it's, you know, it's stuff like that. I think kind of sticks to your mind. Like you said, I started at like Goodwill. We would always go there and I found a beautiful vintage uh, blazer there that was Van Heusen, not Van Heusen, what was it? Something like that. And it was a beautiful gray, almost like tweed a little bit, like gorgeous. And it had like the elbow pads and like everything. And I wore it uh, with like jeans and like a hoodie underneath, you know, looking like I was in fucking yeah. dog, but, you know, and just like, um, and it was like, it was amazing. And I think I paid like six bucks for it. And it's like, you know, when you can kind of take something like that and dress it up or like, you know, you kind of can make it your own, you know, it's like this kind of unique thing. And you can do that with new items as well. I just think that when you go out of your way and you find something, it's part of that whole experience. Like, no, you went in there, like you looked for it. Like you walked around Mongers for how many hours? Like, you know what I mean? Like it's part of the whole kind of experience of it, which. You also give something like old that someone else didn't want, like a new home. And I feel like it's something that like, we're also conscious of now as well. Right. It's like, okay. Like, you know, you're, you're kind of being like a smarter shopper and like also a more sustainable shopper and right, like exactly. upcycling and it's like all of kind of it's just like there's a good feeling associated with it now more than ever and like that's like drawn me to it as well especially as someone has, who hasn't I always like wanted to go thrifting and I like, like admired people who did but I felt like it was always like specific to the city and like I don't know, not that, like, you know, like, you, like, didn't necessarily go to, like, Goodwill or Salvation Army here, at least, I felt, or, like, I didn't know, like, I just didn't, I wasn't right. aware of it, and, I, and the awareness is something that, like, I found that I, like, definitely want to bring to other people as well, like, that it's definitely, it's not just, it's not just doing, like, the Goodwill or the Salvation Army, there are, like, there's consignment shops, like, where you right, can find exactly. super cool, like, I have this awesome jacket from, like, Trilogy um, Consignment in uh, Terrytown. You know, like, it's like, you can find like the coolest things. And like, yeah, like I could have spent a hundred dollars on a jacket from Zara and then me and 9,000 other people would have the exact same jacket. Yeah, exactly. That's, I mean, that's, you know, and you're kind of like, it's great for some things. Like it really is. Like sometimes like you need it and you need a basic and it works, but. Right. I mean, that's, that's, and that's, that actually happened to me recently, (laughs) like a couple days ago, I was at a store and I'm wearing one of my favorite hats that I wear all the time. It's very simple. It's just, it's a, it's a cap. And it's a Vans cap, but it's got almost like a sewn on patch. And it says like, you know, Vans. And I was just like, oh, cool. And I've, I've, I thought it was unique. And people even complimented me. I'm like, oh, I like that hat. I'm like, thank you. And we're checking out at the store. And I look and this dude is bringing stuff up with his wife. And he's wearing the same fucking hat. And I'm just like, and I'm like turning away. And I'm like trying not to look. And I'm just like, oh my God. Like this is 100% true. And I was like so embarrassed. And it's that, that does happen. Like imagine going to like Zara or going to like a place like that and getting an amazing leather jacket, maybe with like some studs on it or something like that. And you think it's like unique and cool, but then you realize like how many of that did they 
selling that store, like, in, in like, this area, you know. That's a lot, and it's also, yeah. like, how many of those are going to end up in the landfill when it's not on trend anymore? Yeah, so exactly. I feel like, you know, like, thrifting, consigning, like, buying secondhand definitely has, like, a feel-good aspect to it right. now that hasn't always had so like I think you know that's always it's like a good sharing piece as well so before I transition more into food on that last bit that you actually mentioned um so dressing up like sweats and stuff like that has become very 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 big I mean you do it a lot as well and you do it you know well like you were even showing like how to like throw a blazer on top of like certain pajamas and like go out if you you know and like it's just it's it's become a world within fashion that I never thought was like possible so do you first of all are you like totally for that in the trend and also do you think things are going to kind of move more along that line or because trends tend to kind of like repeat themselves do you feel like we're going to revert back to like how people kind of used to dress in like the 50s eventually <laughs> you know like, well, I always like I wonder like is it going to be like you know like they say like oh this is the the roaring 20s all over again right, right. you know and I'm like I personally would be excited for that I love like I don't know I don't maybe it's me like maybe it's being a Libra like I love like a good like like face beat glam like the whole shebang like torturing yourself in clothes that like are uncomfortable just for like the aesthetic and the vibe and then like I also love like the realness and like the regular outfit but it's the same thing like my page kind of plays out like that as well it's like a mirror pick and then it's like a more like editorial like specific you know like photo that I've done for like a brand or something you know so um, I don't know. I don't personally, like, I'm, I don't like the one thing I can't wrap my head around is leggings. They don't have pockets. It makes yeah. me, like, I'm like, I just want to put my cell phone in my back pocket. I'm like, what are you guys doing that? Like, I don't get because like, they're comfortable. They're great. They're cute. Like I could style them like a million ways, but I'm like, I, I don't want to put my phone in my leg. Right. Like, the, I, the, like, the practical aspect. My ass. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, like that, like I, I'm like, that's why I like jeans. They are just as stretchy as leggings. It is yeah. 2021. They've been stretchy for quite some time now. And like, <laughs> I could put my phone in my back pocket. Yeah. And so I, th- like, I think the practicality, some people don't always play into, but it's like, you, ha- you kind of have to think about that. Like, I don't know. I feel like maybe I'm like, like, I don't know, a guy like that. I'm like, oh, I understand pockets. And like, once I understood them, I was like, okay. Like, I think it has to be whether or not being, I think you're just human. Like, isn't, like, pockets are kind of, like, you know, it's, like, I would think of, like, What does everybody else do with their stuff, then? I have no idea. Maybe they just, you know, well, I have seen a lot of, especially young people. Well, you know what? I also opt for the regular size iPhone, so it fits. Ah, yeah, see, that's where you and I differ, because I even put, I have the, uh, the 12S Max, the 12S Max, whatever, and... You, this fucking like a it's, belt clip for that? No, no, yeah. Imagine me walking around like with a freaking like a belt and a pocket protector. No, um, and like it's it's a struggle sometimes. Like when I'm at work, I've noticed like my my work pants that I wear with my suit are not like skin tight, but they're not exactly like you know they're not like huskies. I mean they're like they're they're form fitting. I'd say yeah, because you know especially when you're a little you have a little heft, it tends to help to get something a little more form-fitting but like when my phone is in my pocket it's the weirdest thing but I become so aware if I'm standing there talking to somebody and I feel it in my pocket and I look and you just see this like calculator size fucking rectangle like protruding out of my leg and like I don't know why it started bothering me so much and now I actually keep my phone like in my blazer pocket because that bothered me to that point where I'm like I don't want people to see like you know and it's just like it was I don't know it's very weird but uh, yeah having a large phone is great for certain things for photos like me but it's so like, it's, I don't know. I don't, I always go for the bigger ones and then I kind of regret it a little. I'm like, I kind of miss having just the, you know, the little one handed, you know, the accessibility aspect. Regular of- size. 
Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, like a regular human, not an unnecessary idiot. Um, but yeah, so, all right, so transitioning out of the fashion world a wee bit, all right, aside from, um, um, there you go, look at that, private service. This is, for those of you not, for those of you not seeing right now, Simone has just lifted her glass in the air and magically a hand just started pouring the wine into it. This is, this is a level of service that I will never, ever be able to know. That is amazing. It's literally why I want to shop. Like, it's like what I aspire in life. Oh my God. Hi, Tom, by the way. Um, so, so briefly transitioning into food. All right. I do something on here with everybody called dank or rank. All right. I briefly told you about this, but I didn't tell you what foods. These are usually foods that are pretty divisive. These are foods that people either love or they hate or they have no opinion on. And I'm just like, all right, you should take that off the list. Um, But I have, there's not that many, maybe like seven or so. I just want to run through them and get your quick opinion. Dank is good. Dank is good. Like dank. Oh yeah, man. That's dank. Rank is like, yikes, you know, rank is like fucking yikes. All right. So the first one, this can either be just straight or in sauces, whatever, anchovies. Uh, Rank. Yeah. Okay. That's, is it, is it the taste or is it like seeing a Um, little filet of an anchovy wiggling about? So I love a Caesar salad, but like recently I went to a French restaurant and there were like the anchovies were like chilling and I was like, oh no, (laughs) I will not be eating you. No, because Caesar dressing starts with anchovies. It's a paste of anchovies and garlic, but but it is garlic and anchovies as a paste. And then you put in egg yolks and oil and lemon and seasoning. So it's not like you're just eating straight anchovies. And I agree. I love Caesar and I love making Caesar. I do not put whole anchovies in the Caesar salad. Cause that kind of like, it's a little, it gets a little too much. So that I, I'm with you. I love anchovies, but no, that's like, not, no. Um, all right. The next one, black licorice. Oh, dang. You like black licorice. I love black licorice. Do you, do you have, I have a, like a licorice brand? pig? Do you? Well, you know what? I actually like that Australian red licorice. Yes. Okay. That? Yes. That, like, I love like black licorice is really good, but like, however it is, like I'm like, or like good in plenties. Right. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah, because that, that taste is very, some people are very, like, they love it, and other people are like, what the fuck, like, this is like, it tastes like leather, like, I don't like, you know. Oh, no, I, I love it. And that was, that was one thing from my childhood. My dad always had, next to the chair where he would sit and watch TV, he always had just a thing of black licorice, like, always, that he would just, like, snack on at night, and, like, I still remember that, like, smell, like, it stays with me for the rest of your life. Um, <laughs> you don't like it or no? I, I do, but... I'm more of like a red licorice person, I think, which I've gotten yelled at because people are like, that's not licorice. And I'm just like, well, maybe. The Australian one though is so good. Yeah, that one's really good. And I mean, I like the shitty ones. I like Twizzlers, you know, I like like the the generic whatever, but that's not really licorice though. That's like, that's just a bunch of sugar that they're like, look at our licorice sticks, you know? Um, (laughs) Yeah, I'd say, I'd I'd say I'm I'm okay with black licorice. I I sometimes opt out, but you know, if if you're given the opportunity, I'll, I'll have a piece. But, um, all right, so next one is cottage cheese. Uh, dang, I like it with fruit. Yeah, see, I, and you know, it's not even the taste. See, I'm, I'm more on the other side, not because of the taste. It's the texture that's always kind of messed with me a little bit, just because there's so many little balls in one little tiny heaping of it. And <laughs> I, think, I think when I was a little kid, it's just like it, maybe it hit my mouth, and I was just like, this, what, is, what is going on in here? There's a lot, there's a lot swimming around, like... I don't know, but it's... I, I didn't I, have it until, like, a couple years ago. Like, one of the girls at Morgan Stanley would always have it, like, with fruit, and I was... I had it one day. I was like, oh, okay, this is good. 
like, like you mean like with you fruit mean? or do you mean like you scoop out a cantaloupe and just keep it in like they do in the uh no in the no like ones. with pineapple or stuff okay. and like you like get like little ones it's pretty good okay I, that's, not, I mean i wouldn't write I, okay because yeah that's like that's like the nursing home move is scooping out a cantaloupe and just shoving it in there and having them like eat it like a soup that's like woof uh, no. <laughs> all right but that's good that's good all right um eggplant dank okay good um I'm, eggplant I, I will say improperly cooked eggplant though can be it's not, it's not good i mean just because you know like when you make eggplant parm or rollatini or whatever you've got to salt it first right let it sit for 30 minutes so that brown shitty liquid comes out of it and i've seen people cook who don't do that and then you eat it and you still get like a little bit of a taste of that bitterness yeah. If, if if that's there just a little too much, it could be like ah, da, da, you know. I just so it's 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 temperamental with me. But all right, this one is um, <clears throat> this is pretty divisive. This is one that I look forward to asking. Pineapple on pizza. Oh, oh, dang. Oh, really? Oh my god, yes, with like like pulled pork or something. Oh yeah, I was a really, really? yeah. I just I could never with like red onion. I mean, that's like, but maybe you have like, a good onion. It has to be with like a like a pulled pork and like the pineapple and the red onion. It's like a whole vibe. Yeah, see, I haven't had that with pulled pork. I've had it where people are like, "Here, let's try this," and it's like pineapple with like fucking sliced ham on it. And no. yeah, no, no, that's no. like no, I, I no, I've had it like where it's been very good. Okay, because I mean, I mean, I I understand. We talked about this in another podcast with somebody. I get why people around the country do that. We're very spoiled living in New York. As you know, even in our area, it's hard to get a bad slice of pizza, right? You could just yeah. go into like any random place, get an amazing slice of New York style pizza plain. In other parts of the country though, what you and I used to experience in our cafeteria as cafeteria pizza, that's like what like the state of Colorado considers like pizza. So it's like, so I, I totally understand why people put other stuff on it around the country. Yeah. Totally get it. Like Chicago deep dish is not pizza. It is a casserole with a bunch of sauce and cheese in the middle. So I'm sure it's delicious, but I wouldn't say that's like pizza, you know, like, but then again, I don't Have know. you watched the history channel, like how pizza was made, like how the Domino's and, um, what's the other one? Pizza Hut. You have to watch that. I think is, I think it might be on, is it on Netflix? No, it's on the history channel app. Oh, I watched channel. it. Okay. Yeah, it's really it's really interesting because it's like Domino's and like Pizza Hut like literally made pizza. Like, do you realize that? Like, well, and I also I'm not crazy. a snob. Like the pizza that we really eat now, right? Like right. they were kind of like the trailblazers of like accessible, easy, like a meal like pizza. Right. Well, I'm also I'm one. I'm not a snob. First of all, I love Domino's. Like, I love I love a good Domino's. You know, with the cheesy bread and like the garlic and stuff. It's not pizza though. It's like I wouldn't consider that like pizza. It's Domino's. It's a very yeah different. yeah yeah. You know, it's like or if you go get pizza, pizza yes, it's yeah. it's like you're you're getting it for Domino's. Like you want to eat it and feel like shit and feel horrible about yourself. Like that's like you do that. But I'm also a big. I was watching something recently on Ugly Delicious with David Chang where they were talking about like pizza and like, you know, the, the Neapolitan people claim that they like invented pizza, but like, I mean, I'm pretty sure they've been putting bread on top of shit on top of bread for like thousands of years. Like, well, you know. What they said in the history channel show was that in Italy, pizza was the leftover dough and that they were adding the sauce on it. Like, and it was like the dough cause it, like it wasn't even good anymore. So they put the sauce on it to make it like kind of good. Right. Which I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, it's one of those things I think where it's gotten so lost in history that anybody could really claim that they kind of owned it. But I will actually check that out because I love anything having to do with like food history. Like I recently learned that tacos El Pastor 
You ever had those where it's the pork and the pineapple in a taco? Oh, yeah. So that was, it's a Mexican dish, but it was actually brought to Mexico by Lebanese uh, immigrants like hundreds of years ago. So because that actual thing of like, you ever seen a shawarma, like the spinning meat uh, on yeah. a stick that they shave off? That's yeah. how pastor is supposed to be cooked, where the meat is layered and pineapple is on the inside. So as the meat cooks, ah. pineapple comes through it a little bit and it bakes in a very different way. Not, oh, I'm going to slice up some pork belly and here are some pineapple chunks on top of your taco. So <laughs> it's, it's like a very big difference. But I do love finding out the whole like history of stuff like that because it gets so like tied into every other culture. that The food that built America, I think. The food that built America. Okay, yeah, I got to write that down. It's not all the food that now has so many chemicals in it, you can't eat it. But yeah, yeah I know. it's That's... interesting to like figure see how they like came to, you know? I mean, that's, that's what I watch at night when I'm like up late at night and I know I can't eat anything else instead of like late night snacking. I just watch something really delicious. Like, <laughs> like that's, I feel like that's like torture. It is a little bit, but you know, I've always been somewhat of a masochist, so that's good. You know, I'm sitting there in the chair and I'm just like, I'm just like, you can't eat it, man, but you can watch it. It's okay. I'm like, ben, watch it. I'm, I'm like Ben Stiller in Dodgeball when he's just like hitting himself and shocking himself with the donut, you know, that he can't eat it. That's, that's like my constant life. Um, all right, the next one on the list before I get into more weird uh, analogies. Um, blue cheese. Dang. Okay, good. Yeah, I love blue cheese. I, I actually didn't start loving blue cheese until I started dating uh, now my wife because I never had it on multiple things. I just thought of it as like, you know, blue cheese or like gorgonzola as the, as the Italians call it. And then I started getting it. I was like, I started making it with like mushrooms on a burger, like a blue Ooh. cheese mushroom burger, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like that's like, I'll go for a good blue cheese burger out. And, uh, cause, but blue cheese freaks people out. I think it's just because I look sometimes. People get a little, I, like... I also like gorgonzola, so it doesn't bother me. I'm also one of those people who, um, like, I don't know, like, I don't know, if it's not green, it's not expired to me, which is, like, right. horrible. But, like, I'm, like, the no, worst. No, that's how I am. Like, I've, I've ate, like, plenty of things that were, like, bad, like, really bad. And Right. But also, a lot of the things that you buy, I think people should realize, the sell-by dates are for a few reasons. One, if it says sell-by there's a reason you can buy it and then keep it after you don't have to throw it out by the sell by date. Also, a lot of that is done just to get new product on the shelf. And yeah. if you store things a little differently and properly, like a lot of people, like I've kept my produce out for years because it tastes people say a lot better, but then I stopped being, you know, like that. And I started putting more of it in the fridge and I'm like, Oh wow, I got another week out of these peaches. You know, it's like, so oh, I yeah. think if you start storing things differently, you'd be surprised because it's the funniest thing, but have you noticed that since you moved out, fruits and veggies go bad way faster than when you lived at home with your parents? Because when I lived at home, I felt like fruits and veggies lasted for like two weeks, and then I moved out, and I'm like, I just bought those things two days ago. Why is there mold on them? Like, I just like... So, it could be where you're shopping, because yeah. like, that could be it. And the other thing, I have like, we, Tom and I got a new fridge, and mm. it honestly like it's crazy how good like they it has like the bins that i don't know you flip it to a few fruits or yes. vegetables. i don't even yeah, know it keeps like the crispness in there yeah but um i i don't know i think it's, i'm doing a pretty good job with my my veggies and that's, stuff that's something to be proud of you should you should write that down on the uh, on the resume with everything seriously i mean that's one well, that doesn't make sense though because when we got a new fridge here after we were in our old apartment for years and i don't even know how fucking long that fridge was there before it moved out we finally bought this place. So I'm like, all right, we can finally buy a new fridge. And it, it, it does, it does keep things a lot longer. And those bins you're talking about with the Christmas that you can like flip it for like, yeah. it's like a lifesaver, you know, it's like, I keep like carrots and stuff in there, stay nice and crisp for like the longest time. It doesn't let in too much humidity. It's amazing. So, um, all right. So the last one, um, which, uh, white chocolate. Oh, 
dank. I love okay. everything, though. Like, I, like, the only thing I didn't like was anchovies. That's true. You, you're, 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 you're an adventurous eater. That's good. Every food has a place. Because I had, I used to have like cilantro on the list, but then it's like, I don't know. I mean, some people, yeah, some people like cilantro, some people don't. Some people have that green soap gene where it actually tastes like green yeah. soap, which I didn't know that was a real thing until a few years ago. I felt like such an asshole because I was just being mean before then. I thought, I thought people. <laughs> I, don't people I don't think people who didn't like it knew that really either. I feel like that's like a recent like, like discovery, that, yeah, where it's like an actual yeah. gene in your body where it processes it, where it tastes like green salt. I, yeah, I think that's like pretty new. Like I was just like, being, I was being so Ian. What? Yeah, what is the weirdest thing? Like I have two really weird things. Um, okay. Beef tartare, which is like raw Ooh, beef. No, I like that. Okay. That Tom, like I, with the raw egg yolk on it. Oh, Tom yeah. accidentally ordered that. And I was like, oh, that's so interesting. I love tuna tartare. I'm like, I'm wondering if that's going to come raw. <laughs> and he was like, I will not be eating this. And I was like, I'll eat it. And I've also had um, kangaroo. You've had kangaroo? Yeah, there's this place in Stanford. It's an Australian place. There's also one in the city. Oh, God, I can't think of the name. I've been trying to think of it this entire time because they also have delicious oysters. Really? And, um, yeah, like, the chef there was from Australia. And, like, I don't understand why, but, like, I guess that's – I hope it's a thing they do and it's not just something mean he's doing to, like, Is it Finder's Lane? Flinders Lane, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Flinders Lane, okay. So good. Um, their oysters. Have you, have you had their oysters? Because they're like... I haven't um, had their oysters, but now that I know they have kangaroo, I'm going to fucking get <laughs> kangaroo. That is... Are you kidding me? Like, oh my God. I am constantly in search of exotic like meat to try like that. Yeah, so um, that, that that's probably like the weirdest. That is... That's pretty... That's. I mean, I totally get... I mean, they're so popular in Australia too. They're like literally like fucking squirrels out there. Like they're just around. Like it's the craziest thing. They're just, they're just walking around. Like, they punch people. It's the craziest shit I've ever seen in my life. But, I mean, I've never eaten, like, a crazy, crazy meat like that, like horse or kangaroo or anything. I've eaten um, deer. And recently, actually, a guy I work with went to a place on Arthur Avenue and had them make a soprasad out of venison. Oh. And that's, that's what he gave me for Christmas. And so I made, like, a, I made a carbonara with it. It was really good. Yeah, I made a, yeah. I made, I made a carbonara with it, and it's... If you ever had venison, I don't know. It's a very gamey meat, so it's kind of funky. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. yeah. I, I, don't, I don't really mess with it. Yeah, because it, it turns a lot of people off. It's very just kind of like oof. Like you, you taste like the the earth a little bit in there. But um, man, all right. So we we are kind of coming into the close a little bit. This has been this has been a hoot. This has been this has been a hoot and a half. It's been so, uh, so fun. Um, so this last segment, as someone who was in high school with me, uh, you, I'm sure your friends did this. We all did this. It's called Fuck, Mary Kill. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, well... Um, I hope I know who you're going to ask me, though, because I'm not, like... I don't... I, tell me, who is it? No, 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 not a person. Don't worry. No, okay. yeah, with food. <laughs> no. okay. Imagine, like, yeah, your husband's in your shot, and I'm just like, all right, it's No, you? no, I feel like I don't really know, like, actors and actresses, like, no, 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 very no. well, so I'm like... No, I'm not about that. I, uh... Um, what's it called? No, plus the okay. guy from... Uh, the guy from Sam Hewen from Outlander would just be on all three of those for me. Um, but... Regardless, um, all right, so fuck, marry, kill with food. And I'm talking like a food, the first one, if we do like a food, you would have a really ill-advised one night stand with, right? And just be like, I can't do that all the time, but I just, I can't do that all the time because my stomach hurts now and I'm kind of dizzy and I'm walking weird, but I have to do it again at some point. And then another food where you're like, I'm going to marry this motherfucker. And then the last one is just something you would happily throw in the garbage and know that you were flushing it out of existence. 
Like, and it could be, an, it could be an ingredient. It could be a food. It could just be a spice. It could be anything like that. It doesn't have to be specific. Oh, I get to choose them. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. Um, let's start with, let's start with the, the dirty one night stand. Cause that's like an easy guilty pleasure. Maybe that, you know, you can't have all the time, but you are like, I, I need this every now and then. I'm going to go with ice cream. Okay. Any specific flavor? Um, I love cookie dough or mm. the Oreo, the cookies and cream. Oh yeah. Cookie dough is my, that's like my crack. That's or awful. like any of those. Like I, I started like recently looking at the calories on like the Ben and Jerry's to like try to just like turn me off of it. It's like 7,000 <laughs> grams of sugar and like 1500 calories. So I know. Oh, one of those. And then marry, what would I marry? Probably a pasta. Yeah. Like penny alla vodka. Mm. Yeah, you I know? could I could happily eat panela vodka probably once a day, easily. Like old it's baseball. Just, oh yeah. Um. And, and then, then something that you would happily detest, and not just throw in the garbage. Know that when you were throwing it in the garbage, it completely got erased out of existence. That's a, that. I feel like might be the hardest one. What don't I like to eat? Like a deep seated hate you have for <laughs> like a spice or a food or something like that. Um, I, I definitely don't particularly love like a cumin, like that kind of smoky taste. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything I've had that I really haven't liked. I try everything. There's nothing, there's. Well, I've, I've noticed that. Honestly, like, uh, like rotten milk, because like, that's one of the many things that like I accidentally drink that. Yeah. It's like, not like you should, that's... I can probably watch that date a little bit better. Like I'd, <laughs> have to throw away like rotten milk because I've done that so many times in my life. Like it's disgusting. I have made that mistake enough times now where I have to smell it before. And even if it's not bad, <laughs> but it's got like a little bit of that smell, I'm like, nope, not going to chance it. And I just dump it down the sink. I'm like, nope. I was <laughs> like, I can't do it. Like I, I have made that mistake multiple times. Like I remember at my parents' house, I did that out of a carton. I came home. I was like 19. I was really high. And I'm like, I'm just going to grab this real quick. And I took a big swig. And then I'm like, there's not supposed to be something in my mouth. That's, what is this? Oh, no. Oh, and then it was, and I was like, my first question was like, why is this in my fridge? Like, who let this, who let this get to this point? Like, that was like my first, my first was just anger. I'm like, who did this to me? And then, yeah, I've, I've done it enough times now where I'm like, I have to smell this before I go forward. Because, like, yeah, that's, that's a pretty bad one. Um, oh, my God. All right. So before we close out, first of all, thank you for sitting down. I know it's a Monday night. So thank you so much for cutting the time out to do this. Um, this has been a fucking blast. I've wanted to have you on uh, for a while. So I'm glad I finally was able to get you on. And I want to say congrats again on everything with the page and the growth. It's just been, it's as someone who has not only followed the page, but just also like knows you, it's been really like awesome to see it grow and expand and have this like amazing exponential growth of community that you've had. You know, it's just, it's, it's, it's awesome. And if anyone is listening who wants to, you know, build a community like that to get more into it, follow, you know, Simply Society, follow Simply by Simone. Uh, I'm going to put all your tags in whatever I post on the podcast description, everything like that. And this is on Spotify, Apple, wherever anyone listens to podcasts. Um, but yeah, I mean, before we close out, the floor is yours. Anything you want to plug or say, or just, you know, anything you want to talk about, you know, the floor is yours. Go ahead. 
No, this was just so fun. I love doing kind of different things. And like, I love talking about food in a different light. And it's been just so great. So I appreciate you for that. And I'm always happy to be here. And like my DMs are an open book. So like we said before, I really like I like chatting. I like people. So thank you. So guys, follow Simone anywhere you can. Um, Instagram, her blog, you should get her newsletter because she always sends amazing emails with that. Simply Society. Um, she has courses running on Simply Society. Feel free, like she said, to message her about anything, ask questions. Um, I'm going to tag you in everything. I'm going to stop the recording in a minute. And uh, yeah, guys, check her out. Simone, thank you again. Uh, guys, stay tuned for the next episode of Spicy Memories. And I'm not going to tell you who's on it because I don't know. So enjoy and I'll see you guys on the next episode.